0: Hi, this is Carrie Ann Reed Brown, and this is Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American Podcast.
1: My mantra for a healthy and happy life is to live fit, live life, and most importantly, live love.
0: Sharon, Thank you so much for being part of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. How are you feeling today?
1: I am feeling so well. Thank you so much, carrie Ann. I feel very excited about this day, this week, and this year.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, Sharon, um, why don't you tell the community of friends a little bit of who you are, island you represent, and what you do professionally, and all that good stuff?
1: So it's wonderful to be on this podcast. My name is Sharon Fiani. I'm a tried and true 100% Jamaican girl. I am what you call a white country Jamaican girl. I grew up (laughs) in the middle of the island. Literally, does anybody out there know Luida's Vale, Jamaica, St. Catherine, Jamaica? My parents were farmers, and I grew up in the middle of the island, um... Went to Immaculate School in Kingston. Some of you may be familiar. And ma'am, um, for the past 30 years, since I was in my, I'm now 53, heading 54 very shortly, um, the past 30 years, my entire life has been dedicated to wellness and to, be, to bring the message of health and happiness to Jamaica in multiple different ways. My mantra, my life, what I talk about every single day, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or receive my weekly newsletters, is to do one thing and one thing only. And every time I get off track, I remember, I remind myself why I'm on earth. I am here to help every single person that I know live fit. And living fit doesn't mean just physically fit, that you can run a marathon or be the best-looking person at the gym. I mean living spiritually fit, mentally fit, and physically fit so that you can live life, so live fit, live life, so that you can live your life to its fullest, so that you can pursue your passions, that you can share what you do with others in the world. You can you know, achieve all your goals because you have the energy and vitality to do so. And most importantly, live fit, live life and live love. If we are not living in love with ourselves and with our community, with our families and the people around you, we are just another part of the whole separation that is happening in the world today. And I believe when we start to love ourselves for who we are exactly as we are in the life that we have at this point in time and accept who we are, then we learn to live in love with the people around us. And that ripples out to our communities, to our countries, um, across the globe. And I think more than ever in this world that we're living in, we need to unite our own being, body, mind, and soul, and then help to unite those around us.
0: Now that's an awesome mantra and why you've gotten into this. And you know, Sharon, I'll tell you at the beginning that we have a connection. And I went to Mount Alvernia. So we wore the same uniform, okay. basically.
1: So you are a Mobe girl.
0: I'm a Mobe girl all the okay. way.
1: I'm a Mobe import. So I now live in Monseca Bay, Jamaica.
0: Awesome. Lord, I tell you. <laughs> all right. So how did you get here? You know, how did you get to be involved? Or, or choose to, to focus on the wellness of life, or not just physically, but mentally and emotion, emotionally? How did What was your journey to this?
1: I think we all lean in towards the things that we personally need the most. And then when we get healed by whatever we're leaning into, you know, there's a natural desire to share with others, or at
0: Absolutely. least with me. Absolutely.
1: Um, when I grew up on that farm, you know, from age one or zero to nine, I was the happiest, most magical little girl you could ever imagine. And then because I was so deep into the country, my parents sent me to boarding school at age nine. And something happened to me. It was Immaculate Convent. Something happened to me in that boarding school that just sort of scarred me. I just, I, I was so sad, depressed, lonely, scared, um, and felt such deep disconnection and separation and just couldn't understand how my parents could send me. And my parents really just did it because they didn't know what else to do. But I was not a joyful, happy, go lucky child from the ages of nine to 14. And then, as you know, in the 70s in Jamaica, things got really bad. And you know, most people were either um, leaving Jamaica or getting their children out or something out. And I was kind of yanked out of that boarding school very quickly to um, the States, to uh, an, a US boarding school, which now was, I went from an immaculate convent girls' school, you know, all holy and dressed in white and um, saying prayers every day to a very kind of like racy Northeastern style um, boarding school, co ed. And it was such a huge transition to me. So I went from just you know being so very shy and sort of just not a joyful, happy person to now being totally out of my Elements. my my element. I didn't know how to operate. I didn't even know how to, to to talk in front of boys because you know I'd never been in a classroom with boys. Mm-hmm. And so I and then I was in a boarding school again, away from my parents. And so I decided to um. So so sorry. One day. I met this one girl that I felt I could be friends with and she invited me home for the weekend and her mom knew that I was not so happy and I was really homesick and she took me to a yoga class. Now we're talking 19, oh my God, I'm dating myself, 1980, okay? Nobody knew what yoga was, not even the States. I mean, she was cutting edge, my friend's mom, because nobody did yoga. And I took this yoga class at age 14 and I was like, oh my God, I finally realized that like all my happiness and all my joy and all my peace and the divine was inside of me and that I could control it and create it. And I figured that out at 14 and it started there very distinctly for me. And it didn't talk of, you know, you're 14, lots of things happen in between 14 and becoming an adult. But, you know, I went to a thrift store the next weekend, I bought a yoga book, I started reading the philosophy, the nutrition, the diet, of the lifestyle and I just sort of got it in my head and it was just somewhere there in the periphery of my life, right through high school and into college. In college I actually then had a yoga teacher was they actually offered yoga in my college, which was interesting. So I took then who and I, you know, I did crazy stuff. I hitchhiked across America to Alaska. I lived in Hawaii and studied yoga and Tai Chi and meditation and then Took a job as a spa director in Jamaica and then eventually moved to California and then eventually got offered a job when I was 23 to work for the number one entrepreneur, amazing guru of mine in Jamaica, Mr. Gordon Butch Stewart, who is the owner of Sandals Resorts International, which every Caribbean person knows. Mm -hmm. And I was only 23 at the time and he asked me to come in and head up his PR and marketing department, which I did. And I stayed with him for seven amazing years, very, very challenging, very hard years. But I would say it was my PhD in life, working for him. And um, but through that, the thing that got me through that, I went from twenty-three years old at to thirty, becoming the first, the youngest vice president of the company and the only female. So, you know, it was I really worked my butt off to the top. And through that, the mainstay was yoga and fitness and eating healthy and that's how I was able to get through that and when I turned 30 I was like you know this yoga thing I began teaching here locally in Montego Bay not certified but the yoga teacher that I had here would ask me to teach for him and I was like you know what this is what I want to do and I went to Kripalu Yoga Institute became a certified yoga instructor And I just remember, and the same year also became an aromatherapist. And I remember that year, that graduation day, looking over the Berkshire Hills in Lenox, Massachusetts, and saying, I am going to bring yoga to Jamaica. I am going to bring this science of health and happiness to Jamaica somehow. Now, that was not an easy mission. Jamaica is a very Christian-based society, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as far as everybody, many people were concerned in the beginning, I was bringing all beyond devil business to Jamaica. Mm. And on top of it, I was doing aromatherapy. Can not imagine? Oh, yes. Uh, the smells. Anyway. Yes. I was really the witch doctor, right? Yeah. Um, but I just knew that it would take a lot of education and work to change the mindset and you know a lot of people today without blowing my own horn credit me for bringing yoga to Jamaica and now yoga is a big part of our culture. There's so many people doing yoga here and it is literally changing the landscape of this country.
0: So after hearing Sharon's incredible story of growing up in Jamaica, going to boarding school in Jamaica and in the U.S. and her journey from teaching yoga to being an executive with Gordon Butch Stewart, my next question was, how does the food part come in? And this is where Sharon tells her very personal story, parts of which I've heard before, not just from Sharon, but from friends, bits and pieces of her story her experiences are recognizable in other people's story, maybe even yours. And so to let Sharon tell it.
1: So I owned a yoga studio in Kingston for 14 years. Um, It actually morphed from a yoga studio to it was called Shakti Yoga Center. And then I started to add other fitness modalities that were actually based around, you know, yogic principles of breathing. So there was spinning and there was Zumba and Pilates and weight training, all of that. But yoga was like the nucleus of the whole place. And then my beautiful husband took a job in Montego Bay. And at the time when he had to take the job, it was was during like the recession that was happening in the States that affected all of Jamaica as well. And his business closed down. And here I was with a six-month-old baby, a two-year-old baby, and an eight-year-old baby. Three little kids and He ended up taking a job in Montego Bay. I was left in Kingston and running my studio, which, you know, it's seven days a week. And I was taking care of three kids and seeing my husband only on weekends. And, you know, I was beginning to be, you know, I was this, but, you know, yoga teacher, yoga expert in Kingston, the wellness expert, the gym owner, you know, the Shakti was a place people went to for anything, wellness, spiritual, whatever. And year one, I was okay. I could handle it. Year two, I started to get some nagging health issues. Year three, I was in complete burnout. I couldn't handle it anymore. And I decided to move to Montego Bay and bring our family together. And in doing so, I ended up a year later in 2012, closing my yoga studio. I just couldn't go back and forth and manage it. I left this in charge of somebody else. The vibes was just not there anymore. And so I closed it. I had no idea the impact that would have on me. By the time I moved to Montego Bay, I had this severe, severe indigestion problem. Every time I ate, my belly would swell up, I'd get gas. I was on two different medications. Nothing would help me. Um, I looked like 10 years, older than who I was. I didn't like how it looked in the mirror. My hair was falling out, my skin was bad. Um, I had no energy, and I was like drinking five cups of coffee to stay awake in the day. I was drinking wine and taking Panadol PM to calm down and sleep. I was just in complete overload. And when I closed that center, on top of all of that, I got severely depressed in Montego Bay. Like, what have I done? Like, my whole life, my babies. Like, it was like shutting the door in my baby's face. But it was just a decision that I had to take for my family. So, I here is now the health wellness expert in Jamaica couldn't be worse, right? Could not be worse. I was so sick feeling sick feeling depressed looking that way just just not a happy person and i was like oh my god how did i get there and how am i gonna crawl my way out of this and you know just life just kind of happened there was now with no you know no studio to go to every day i'm in a big a new city where i knew nobody no family no support and i decided then and i was drinking all this coffee and drinking wine and taking medication, and just not feeling nice. Like, what happened to me? And I decided to put myself on a detox. I didn't really know much about detoxes, but I had invited this incredible Dr. Alejandro Younger to Jamaica. I don't know if you know him, but he wrote the book Clean, which was one of the first best-selling books on detoxes. It was the, after he left my studio and did his, his weekend workshop. It became the number one seller New York Times. And I'd had his book sitting by my bed, but I never had time to read that or do a detox. So I decided I was going to put myself on a 40-day detox, and his detox is different. I'd only ever known detox programs to be like fancy powders or you starve yourself to death or you do the master cleanse with maple syrup and apple cider vinegar for 10 days or crazy stuff. I'd never known that a detox could be you could eat healthy food, but you eliminate certain things. So for 40 days, I eliminated caffeine, sugar alcohol, wheat, dairy, all acidic producing foods and all processed foods. And in 40 days, I realized and I incorporated Healthy, high-vitality food. Angels come into your life when you need them. And at that time, this girl who was like a health coach from the States and a chiropractor needed a place to stay and lived on lived on a cottage of the house that I was living in. And she and I, she taught me all about healthy cooking and how to change up a couple of things I was doing. For instance, I didn't realize that that bloating and indigestion and the health issues I was experiencing was because I had a gluten intolerance. I had no idea. So I learned how to go gluten-free and, you know, create food that was delicious but gluten-free. I learned how to become more plant-based, etc., etc., etc. So I, you know, got off of things that I thought were healthy for me like whole wheat pasta and whole wheat breads and, you know, I got off all of that and went back to just really simple, clean cooking using Jamaican foods, nothing imported, nothing like that. And so in typical me, when that worked for me and I looked at myself in the mirror in 40 days, I looked 10 years younger, I had my spark back. Um, the best thing, that indigestion problem that I'd suffered with for five years was completely gone without medication. And I was a new person. So I'm like, how can I share this with people? And that's when, in my typical fashion, I'm like people need this. If I could have gotten myself into this state, people need this. So I started inviting people to come to my home. I would take them on seven day journeys. I would cook all their food. I would teach them yoga and breathing and meditation. And here we are. Five years, six years later, and this is now what I do full time. I help people to change their life through yoga, through healthy eating. So eliminating what I call the bad boys, the sugar, the alcohol, the wheat, the dairy, the processed foods, the acidic producing foods, alkaline their body. And also the other magic formula of this is self-care, learning to love yourself again, taking time to take care of you so that you can take care of everybody else. So that's where I'm at
0: today. That's an amazing story. So forty days, right? So yeah. are you are you coaching anyone through the forty days? Are you keeping it shorter in terms of seven, ten, twenty one?
1: So I just did that first one was for me. I was like, if Jesus can do it, I can
0: do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. God. That's what I was asking because I was like, forty days. <laughs> hey, you know, if... like, I can do it, right? Yes.
1: And I did not. I just did this privately. Like I was in such a sick way. I didn't even want to talk to people. I'm like, how oh, I was so low in my energy, in my outlook, in how I looked. I in those forty days, I lost fifteen pounds. I skin was glowing
0: like a teenager. You have to give me that 40 day coaching because No
1: I, no, I, I, no for me, you don't need 40 day. You only need seven day. I have I used it I have been narrowed down and perfected this program and put it into a seven day format that I actually have now last year written a cookbook and put this entire program onto an online format so that you don't have to fly to Jamaica and come to me for seven days you can do this from the privacy of home where I teach you yoga and meditation. I teach you how to eat this healthy food and it is just little tweaks, simple, delicious, healthy food. I call it high vitality food. And I take you on the detox. There's no starvation on my program and I remind you, you, I don't have to teach you self-care, but I do have to remind you. Sorry about that. I'm right. sorry. I have to remind you to take care of yourself first, so that is what I do now. I do them in live programs, so people do come to me on retreats. I have a wonderful retreat in Jamaica, in Treasure Beach, my favorite part yes. of the island in
0: March. Okay, I love Treasure yes. Beach. <laughs> so, but I, 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 did see the the book, and I love it. I love just the imagery of and the recipes um, in 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 the book. So I'm I'm really. Ready to dive in, and you know, I said to you before, like, I just had a baby. I was, you know, I weighed so much with this baby, it was so hard, and there was so much happening. And then my body, and it was at that point where I was like, Something has to change, I'm getting older. And around the same time, you know, my baby can't drink any milk products, I don't drink milk, so that's probably why he has he can't drink milk, and my other son was can't eat cheese, can't eat milk. And I always say, it's usually the kids that push you to make that decision. Because right. if they can't have it, then they also need to see me doing better or eating food. So they don't feel left out because they can no longer have milk yeah. or cheese or he can't enjoy pizza from any of the food chains like the other kids because he just can't eat it. Right. So, you know, it, it, it propelled me to kind of make – the decisions that I've been making over a number of years. Like when I met my husband and I said, I'm making soup. I said, I'm making soup, but no meat, not in there. And he's like, what do you mean no meat, not in your soup. I'm like, you I like
1: meat in my soup. <laughs> he's, he's accepted it. Right.
0: Yeah. But he's accepted it. You know, everyone's know, I yeah. so you go put meat in them. like, <laughs> right, right. But you know, making these decisions and now it's making sense from a health standpoint, Um, And just making these, like you said, slight changes. And I think the challenge is, you know what, like there's such a cultural connection around food. How can I still enjoy this new lifestyle? Because it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. How can I enjoy this lifestyle and feel like I'm still having an authentically Caribbean meal? And that could be how some people feel like you know, these are the meals that you grew up on when, you know, when I think of my grandmother, she started eating healthier in the last maybe 15 years of her life. But when you think of meals, there's nostalgia around meals, which yeah. is why, you know, like me and the hard door bread, that's going to be one of my challenges. May I tell you, <laughs> uh, the I time and patience time hard dough everybody. bread is going to be the the boy you're going to have to say, Carrie, don't walk past time and patience. Do not go there. Yeah.
1: Well, I have I have a little, you know, something that I teach on my programs, which is the 80-10-10 rule that I follow 80% of the time. And I also talk about this in the cookbook. And I, I try to preach this everywhere I go. So just a great kind of rule of thumb and visual is, the ideal, you know, going forward, I don't have to preach that a plant-based diet is better for you. Everybody knows that, you know, but it's not necessarily easy to follow. So a great visual is when you think about what you're eating, when you look at your plate, think that 80% of your plate should be plant-based. So I'm not necessarily meaning raw food. I mean cooked veggies, um, you know, things that come from the earth, salads, tomatoes, just live food. of your plate should look like that. 10% of your plate should be protein, whether it is your, um, you know, curry chicken
0: or your jerk pork, right? Mm -hmm. Shrimp in a Eh? Well, I don't know if shrimp is protein, but... (laughs) Or shrimp or, you know,
1: whatever, grilled shrimp or whatever. 10% Ten percent is your complex carbohydrates. Now this is where we in Jamaica are so blessed. Just as you saying both about the yam, right? Mm-hmm. We have we're so blessed. Yam bread green banana, plantain, oh my god, cocoa, pumpkin, everything. We're so blessed with these delicious, nutritious complex carbohydrates you know breadfruit has one of the highest forms of fiber in the planet yes i yes. mean it's such a, a super food that is you know you can go outside and pick it off your tree right not necessarily in new york but you know breadfruit and then and then a healthy fat so your avocado pear your nuts and seeds your olive oils when you think about your plate so think about eight percent more plant-based ten percent protein so yes it's going it is it is very important to cut down on the amount of animal protein. Maybe once, uh, you know, every other day you just go fully plant-based or fully vegetarian where you have beans instead of meat. I'm not vegetarian and I'm not vegan. I think it's wonderful, but I'm not, I, that doesn't work for me. I don't eat red meat, but I eat chicken and fish. But mostly I describe my, my diet as plant-based.
0: I, you just said something that resonates with me because it, it, you know I tell you that when well, me say I tell you there was a connection because you know when you said like you're, vegan is good and you consider yourself a vegetarian because you're mostly plant-based, but you're still like the chicken, because it's a hard, you, you have to acknowledge that it's hard. It's not a flick of a switch to be no. eating meat for almost 40 years and then to stop. You know, it is a process and it's being, like you said, self-care in, in, in the process, right? Because you it's like you said, eighty the 80-10-10 the rule. And right. some days you're going probably cheat or slip. Well, but- hold
1: on. I want to finish about the 80-10-10 rule. So I said 80-10-10 rule 80% of the time. Yeah. So what yeah.
0: does that mean?
1: 20% of the time, 20% of your day, your week, your year. Of course, you must enjoy the cold food if that's what turns you on, right? Or a piece of dark chocolate, which is what turns me on. Or, you know, you go on vacation. What are you going to do? Oh, no, I'm in Italy, but I'm not going to eat any pasta because I'm gluten-free. What? I mean, <laughs> when you put so much restrictions on yourself, you, it, you set yourself up for failure. Yes. In my cookbook, my Fit kitchen cookbook, there is breakfast time. Lunch time, snack time, all the time, dinner time, and sweet the twenty percent time is called the twenty percent time is recipes of the most decadent you know sugary stuff that I actually don't cook that kind of stuff very well at all, so like my mom's carrot cake recipe, and my friend's chocolate this and that, and the, you know they're, they're like I believe that we're human. We are Mm -hmm. spiritual beings having a human experience. And yes, I think for the planet to to aspire to be vegan, I think that's where we all should be aspiring to get to one day. But it's a process. And Mm -hmm. that's why I love my program. It is introducing people slowly to the idea that plant-based doesn't have to mean disgusting or nasty or you're going to starve or you're going to be hungry. It means... I introduce them slowly and softly. Mm. And because it is better for you and it is better for the planet, there's no doubt.
0: You know, I'm excited. I'm really excited because... You know it's okay to pivot, right? And yeah. doing like self care, right? Because you're not you're not exercising self care if you're beating up yourself or wanting to change your mind because you declare to the world that you're vegan and your teeth the piece of fish. I mean, you know it it's
1: yeah. it's so funny
0: that you said that because I've been
1: noticing. You know, I'm a, I, Instagram is where I hang out mostly because I can't manage a Facebook all the time. So you know, if so any me, of your audience is looking for me, just check Sharon Fiani on Insta. But like I follow a lot of, you know, healthy uh, people, people who inspire me in the health world. And a lot of them are vegan and one by one, they're all coming out. I've decided I'm no longer vegan. It's no longer serving me. You don't know how hard it has been for me to just to publicly say this, but they were, it was, they set themselves up, up on such a high yes. pedestal, you know, and that's why I just think, everything in life is meant remember one and part of my mantra live fit live life like life is meant to be enjoyed and part of enjoyment is food so it's just learning how to be in balance and not just about food it's really about how you treat your body you know i really truly strongly believe that this physical body that we have is just a temporary home for our soul we're only here in this body for a very short time and it's really important to treat it like we would treat the church or a temple, you know, Mm. and put as much foods from the earth in it. And most of all, positive thoughts. And, you know, really, it's really most of our problems don't even stem from the physical body. It's from the mental body. And that's why I combine yoga and meditation in my programs to help people really get back to who they truly are.
0: Sharon, I just, I enjoy this conversation because... I feel good having this conversation about, like, listen, you know, while I know this is healthy, I'm not there yet, but I'm making the small steps, and you're saying exactly. it's okay, and, yes. you know, if you want to do it, if it's meatless, one week, one day, two days, whatever, but... It's it's that self-care part that I think is really key that, you know what, in the yeah. process of doing this, don't kill up yourself or beat up right. yourself or put yourself right. in a box because that's defeating the whole purpose. Then, then what happens is you stress out yourself and you create all this extra endorphins and all this stuff. Worse, exactly. <laughs> so, you I'm, know, I
1: always say in my yoga classes... Meet, you know, people say, Oh my God, I've never done yoga before, you know. And as I said, yoga is about meeting your body where it's at, meeting your life where it's at right now, meeting everything that is happening right now in this moment without judgment, without labeling, without criticizing, without self sabotage, and just breathing your body open, breathing your life open, whether it's on the yoga mat or it's being a parent to a young child or it's dealing with a severe medical condition or a dying parent, whatever, wherever your life is at, whether you're a student or you're dealing with sexual abuse or you're in a marriage that you're not happy, the only way you're going to get transformation is say, be truthful and look at yourself. This is where I'm at. I accept where I'm at. I'm loving myself even though this is happening in my life. I'm from here, I take the next step. And that's what I say in my yoga classes and in my programs. And I just hope this can inspire everybody today that, you know, nobody, don't ever, ever look at anybody in the world and think that they are not suffering in some way, too. I am sure Beyonce is suffering. Mm-hmm. I am sure everybody we look up to and say, oh my God, I wish I could. There are every one of us, the Buddha says, we are all suffering. And when I first heard that, I'm like, God, that's awful. I don't. But now I understand. Yes. You know, I never, ever want somebody to put me up on a pedestal. I've been through hell and back in my life multiple times. But it is through going to hell and coming back that I'm able to share. And I'm, I'm not afraid to share what I've been through in my life to help others, too. Um, I've had to pick myself up off the ground so many times you don't understand. But that's, again, where yoga comes in. There's so many times in a yoga practice when you're brought to your knees, you're like, I can't do that. And in life, and then you just stop, accept where you are, breathe your body open and start all over again. So I really encourage all of you that are listening just to take a moment, you know, today, maybe right after this podcast to just Jot down, where am I right right now in my life? And can I just love and accept myself exactly as I am? And from that loving place, what's next for me? Breathe, relax, let go, and allow your life to flow. Thank you so much for having me. Please connect with me, Sharon Fiani. Through my website, you can sign up for my free newsletter that I send out every week with just really valuable content to help you to live fit, live life, live love. You can sign up there at www.sharonfiani.com. That's S-H-A-R-O-N, F like Frank, E-A-N-N-Y.com, sharonfiani.com. Or I always hang out on Instagram at Sharon Fiani or on Facebook on my public page, Sharon Fiani. I would love to invite you to join me for my online Shakti Activation Program, which is a seven-day yoga, detox, and self-care program that incorporates everything that we've talked about today. Or come to Jamaica and come with me to one of my live retreats. All that information is on my website namaste have a beautiful beautiful
0: day and as i like to say at the end of the show walk good you've been listening to carry on friends a show about the caribbean american experience we post new episodes on tuesdays every two weeks and if you're looking to learn more buy merchandise sign up for a newsletter check out our website carryonfriends.com you've been listening to carry on friends a show about the Caribbean-American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for our newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or find us on all social media platforms at Carry on Friends.